Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello? Hello? <clears throat> Podcast Network Asia. This episode is brought to you by Podmetrics. Podmetrics is a podcast analytics platform that enables podcasters to see all the relevant data they need to know about their podcast's audience. Sign up now at podmetrics.co and use the referral code RESTING2XPOD. Again, the code RESTING2XPOD. What's going on? This is Xavier Woods, a.k.a. Austin Creed. I said give me a hell yeah! Hey, this is Zeta Zane. Hello, WWE Universe in the Philippines. This is Charlotte. Talent is not sexually transmitted. You need to go back to the drawing board because your game absolutely sucks! Hey everyone, this is Jeff Cobb and you're listening to the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. You are watching and listening to the longest-running weekly episodic Filipino wrestling podcast. This is the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. Stan C, Romoran, and Chino Liao together again, working internet and all. So para sa mga nangangamusta sa internet, Chino gumagana naman, di pa siya naglalag. So parang hindi pa naman siya magsasprack in the next hour, hopefully. Hindi, yeah? hindi yeah? na, hindi na. Back at <laughs> home, back with the consistent Wi-Fi connection. That's good. That's good. That's good. All right. Uh, let's say hi first to all the <coughs> listeners, all the viewers over on Facebook and on Kumu. Thank you for for joining us. Kait na medyo na paaga yung call time namin. Sabi ng ni Admin Angelo. Nagta troubleshooting kami. We had to be a little bit earlier this week because we've got something special that we can't wait for you to watch. Because sabi ng namin nung Monday, we got ourselves a little conversation, a little Q and A with a former WWE champion and a former Royal Rumble winner. So let's start the show by telling you who our guest is, the one and only Drew McIntyre. That's right, Drew McIntyre on the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast that's happening tonight at the end of the show. Uh, Chino, since um, you know uh, it was your first time interacting with Drew Kanina, can you tell us a little bit about the experience well, of talking to the say, man? You know, you just sounded like your close friend with Drew. That's what you sounded like. No, I liked it. I like it. how I got to have the opportunity to talk to now two former uh, WWE champions. First one, of course, was my guy, Kevin Owens. Second one being Drew McIntyre. And he answered all the questions very succinctly and very to the point. You know, he doesn't, he's a very, he always struck me as a very serious person. And you know what? I'm kind of glad that he lived up to that reputation. Because it's questions. So it was definitely worth getting up early in the AM for Shout out to Jace. I actually did ask about the Loch Ness Monster promo. So, mamaya, ma, uh, <laughs> 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 
<laughs> Thank God. <laughs> I did, sana I natuwa, did. Sana natuwa naman siya na merong, ano, na merong media na nanonood ng Raw every week to quote him on that Loch Ness Monster no, promo. And, and to be fair, when he heard the question, mo naman siyang amused na <laughs> it, it popped somebody. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I just want to say that I'm so proud of the media who attended the press conference, the roundtable, because for the most part, everybody you know asked the right questions. Nobody asked Drew McIntyre about his favorite Filipino food. Bilang hindi pa naman siya nakakaapak dito sa Pilipinas. Um, I, I just didn't appreciate when one media guy who will go unnamed said, "I'm sleepy." When Drew asked him how he was, he literally said, "I'm good. I'm just sleepy," and then took a sip of coffee. Like, come on, man, come on. So mas nakaka ano den yung ano Good morning from the Philippines. Like, guys, we get it. You're in the Philippines and it's morning. <laughs> you, don't have to re- you don't have to repeat it 20 times. He gets it. You're in the Philippines. It's morning. Let's move on. <laughs> okay, okay. So, so before it sounds like we're taking a dump on every single media- member of the media, we're not. In fact, we're saying thank you to our friends over at Centaur Marketing, to Will, to Yum, to Mark, and everybody who made it happen, to Joel from WWE who helped set it all up. Thank you to all of you uh, who helped us get to hang out with Drew McIntyre. So again, you'll get to hear our questions and Drew's answers at the end of the podcast. While, while now, we're while we're talking about Young Centaur, we also have, no, have to talk to, to mention that in that NXT NXT UK yes. is also now available on Tap Go uh, live, right? Live on Tap yep. Go, and That's then right. on Prime Time on Tap Sports every Thursday night. NXT right. and NXT UK Yon. are premiering yeah. on Tap Go and Tap Sports. Yes. Yes, uh, Tap Sports, Tap Go, really good friends of mine as well. And uh, I'll be working with them on another WWE interview later this month. So update ko kayo kung sino yung kakausapin ko naman, you know, w- when it happens sometime next week, all right? Okay, let's get to some uh, some wrestling talk. And let's go crossover first to AEW kasi yun yung nangyari kanina. We had AEW Road Rager. And a, a couple of big things happened. So I want to start with the crappy first, that being the fan who rushed the ring. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I'm familiar, you know. I'm no, I'm no stranger to fans trying to rush the ring. <laughs> uh, that guy in that size getting to that point of the ring, uh, to the entrance ramp, umabot siya doon. Uh, usually, um, uh, the security will stop them at the barricades, palang. So at that point, medyo lax yung security niya. And I don't know why he felt like it was a cool thing to do to rush the ring and prove something, I guess, to MJF and Chris Jericho. But uh, good for you, dude. And sana na nakuha mo gusto mamangyari. Yeah, we're just to get arrested and hopefully get banned yeah. for life. You know, this reminds me of PWR shows where you guys would show the Super P videos, right? Mm. And one very specific piece of information from that video was to not be involved in the wrestling yes. match. Because people very, have tried. Because it was very, in, in yeah. fact, yes, because it was very emphasized, in fact. It's a really portion in the five-minute video. If you want to be a wrestler, go through the proper channels. And clearly, you need to kind of marketing. Because yeah. I, I don't think this is the first time it's happened. But I feel like I've heard one of the story. Yeah, somebody this- tried to grab John Moxley in the pandemic era at Daily's place. Yeah, there we go. It's happened more than once. And I don't know if it's because because wrestling is back. We're back on the road. Or because they just don't know what proper wrestling decorum. Either way, 
it, it shouldn't have happened. Like us as fans, I'm speaking for myself and for all the fans who watch wrestling live. Dapat marunong din tayo lumugar. We have we should know what to do as fans. Diba? They, we aren't beholden to the wrestlers. We don't owe them uh, they don't owe us their time, diba? They're there to entertain us. Dapat alam natin yung boundaries natin. Yeah, it's kind of like invading their workspace, diba? You don't want your workspace being invaded by kung sino-sino lang or even your home. So what more yung, yung wrestling ring where these people make a living and try not to die every time they step in the ring. So mapa-WWE man yan, AEW, PWR, whatever promotion it is, don't rush the ring. Yeah, you're, you're don't thinking- do it. Your ticket does not entitle you to uh, access to the ring because <laughs> hey, you not part of the show unless part of the show. There you go. Which you, if you think you're not part of the show, you're probably not part of the show. Yeah. So if you notice, kanina si Chris Jericho, he actually wanted to hit the guy. Gusto niyang tajakan, gusto niyang sipain, and he said this on the record. Na if you will try to rush the ring during his match or segment or pag nasa ring siya, uupakan kanya talaga. And among wrestlers, there's a little bit of an unspoken code. Na if that happens. They have to defend themselves and each other. So don't be surprised that if you do this, makakatikim ka talaga. Kasi makakatikim ka talaga. Right? So yep. we hope that this will be the last time we have to talk about it on the podcast. Because parang awan yun na, please. It's not cool. It's not funny. Okay, on to other stuff on AEW. Malachi Black is now a thing. He has appeared on AEW. And it looks like he'll be getting to continue the Dark Father storyline that uh, was abruptly ended on, uh, on SmackDown. Yeah, uh, I don't know. Um, I don't know what they plan to do. But he's selling everything that's happened to him uh, on in WWE recently. Uh, if that's a, if that's true, good for him. Actually, might be. I don't know if it's the first time uh, a company continues what another company started. Um, if you guys have any other examples of that happening, please let me know because I am not too sure about it. But if it does happen, that that's pretty interesting. Goes to show na. WWE's trash is AEW's treasure. Sabi ni Andre that the announced team kind of botched it down because they didn't know what to call him. <laughs> yeah, I think it was kind of their fault na hindi sila align. Parang wala silang Viber chat. Eh. Yeah. Parang hindi sila... Yeah, that's the thing eh, with, with with how... On one hand, it's fine na laid back yung announcing style nila. Tony Khan doesn't shout in their ear like supposedly like how Vince does. Diba? It's fine. So we, we enjoy it to a point. But at the same time, I have a direction then when it comes to that. But then uh, moving on from that, uh, I'm, uh, it's just kind of sad for me as a fan of love and of marriage to not see Selena Vega back with Alistair Black in the same company. Because there was when Selena Vega made her return last week, there was a, a tinge of hope in me that was hoping to see Alistair Black back in a WWE ring. Why not Alistair Black himself? But that said, at least he gets to continue on with the Dark Father storyline because he's spoken about it in the past, in past interviews on podcasts, and he's just spoken very highly of it and just was really optimistic on where the story was going. So I can't wait to see how this involves guys like you know now Cody Rhodes apparently sana lang, sana lang Cody doesn't treat him like a chump and a go-go's him on like a pay-per-view or cutie uh, marshals him or cutie marshals him in a strap match be smart AEW don't do that 
So apparently, he released a promo before his appearance on Dynamite saying his new name, Malakai Black. So that's where the announcers got it from. But yung tama si Andre na they really did botch that because if you were going to say his Malakai Black name anyway, then why did you have to go call him Tommy End? Like fewer people know him as Tommy End as uh, than Alistair Black or now Malakai Black. So uh, yung Black part, mas alam ng mga tao yan. So yeah, um, as for the Zelina Vega part, uh, like I said before, hindi naman siya ganun ka important to Alistair Black's character because they never really paired them up together back in the WWE. So it's not going to be that big of a deal. Yun nga, as uh, rumors mentioned last week, apparently WWE apologized to Zelina Vega and realized that they needed her more than she needed them, it seems. So kaya siya binalik. And I think Tommy End was disappointed not in any way with how the creative process in WWE went, which is why he wasn't really in a rush to go back. Do we know anything about yung no-compete ni uh, Malakai Black? Yes, uh, we do. Actually, it turns out that his no-compete was not the standard 90-day clause. Uh, apparently, NXT superstars, when they first sign on to NXT, they get the 30-day no-compete clause if they ever get released. So when he graduated to the main roster apparently hindi nila in update yung contract yung clause niya sa kontrata niya so his no compete ended up being 30 days which is why you see him now and not um, 2 months from now yeah kasi parang bilis eh parang last month lang diba nung nagkaroon ng latest round of releases and Alistair yeah, Black was actually he part was of it was part of the second to the last batch of releases diba if i'm not bago sila Brzango so yeah kabatch siya sina Braun sina Lana yeah, yeah, it was very surprising to see him land the job, but good for him, Dubai. You love to see it. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Okay, uh, let's talk about Andrade El Idolo's in-ring debut. Any thoughts on it, Ro? Uh, I haven't seen it yet. I'm actually going to catch up on the rest of Dynamite after the show. See, <laughs> have you seen it? Ako, I've seen the entrance, I'll be honest. Um, channeling Black Mask vibes from the DC Comics. Yes, and also La Sombra. Um, he went back to his original LIJ gimmick in a way. He's now enmascarado. But uh, in a sense, I like how he's being paired with Vicky Guerrero, who I feel is a much more effective mouthpiece than Zelina Vega. So, yeah, yeah, Zelina Vega is a good heel, but Vicky Guerrero is grating to the ears. <laughs> and you need somebody <laughs> that detestable if you want. Alistair Black, I'm oh, sorry, uh, Andrade to go over as a heel. So good job. I actually like how he's more submission based now, based in in ring style ni Andrade. Like he he's got oh. sub, a submission finisher. He really grounds and pounds si Matt Sydal for a while, and he teases yung Eddie Guerrero like moveset. Like he does the three amigos, and he teases the frog splash, and obviously because bad guy siya, takes it away. So I appreciated that. So I I enjoyed the in ring debut niya. So yeah, really looking forward to seeing more of um, Andrade El Idolo on AEW Dynamite. Before we get to um, talking about WWE, let's take a moment then to um, just send out some good vibes to the great Terry Funk. Uh, yes. We found out this week that he's uh, not exactly in a good place financially. He's living in an assisted uh, medical facility and that uh, he's living with dementia. See, Tommy Dreamer, he tweeted out that uh, relax, um, parang okay pa naman. It's just that, you know, uh, throughout this week on social social media, uh, we really saw you outpouring of love and support from the wrestling community. And if it translates into like a GoFundMe or something that can hopefully help out the Funkster, then I'm all for it. 
Yeah, see, Mick Foley put, put out a very heartfelt, important statement on Facebook, right? a post that detailed his history with Terry Funk. He he went all the way back to Japan, to ECW, to a short run in the WWE. And, and he mentioned there something there that in the lines of, he can't help but wonder if all that violence they did to each other and to other people had something to do with his dementia. It just goes to show, now hardcore wrestling, deathmatch wrestling, it, it isn't fake. It is a, in fact, it's the exact opposite of it. It's the it's the worst, not even worst, but the most barbaric form of wrestling, and hindi siya It's not that easy to pull off, is what I'm trying yeah. to get at. It's not it's not like the it's not like your standard fare. So when you see guys get hit with chairs, with barbed wire bats, go through flaming tables, it's really because you end up you might end up rather like how. Terry Funk ended up, and it's just—it's just a sad sight. Uh, answering Bruce's question in the comments, hardcore. Technically, uh, they're all hardcore, but CZW does death matches. Um, I think CZW is a little more extreme than that. Pero Terry Funk was known to really do some really, really hardcore stuff back in the day, and I can't say for sure whether that contributed to his current status now. But uh, yeah. Uh, wishing him well on his health and um, wishing him, you know, relative comfort, you know, yeah. moving forward. See, Terry Funk was one in one of the very first or very famous barbed wire exploding ring death matches in Japan with one Akushita Onita, the founder of Atushi Onita, yeah, yeah, yon, Onita, the founder of FMW, which is where we got the whole exploding ring barbed wire death match from. So, talaga makita mo talaga kung ka barbaric yung yung wrestling style ni Terry Funk. And again, he is a hardcore legend. So he, he totally deserves better. Right. Uh, we're going to get to some WWE talk after this quick break. But first, let's tell you how you can support the podcast through your online shopping over on Lazada. All right, guys, 7 7 sale pa until uh, July 11, which is this Sunday. And ako na budo na ako, this, ano, this 7 7. Uh, our friend Mao showed us the smart fan from Xiaomi, and I thought it was so awesome. I had to get one, and I used our special affiliate link, podlink.co slash EUL. Again, that's podlink.co slash EUL, because when you use that link, the portions of your purchases will go to help us do what we do here on the podcast. So again, use that link, podlink.co slash EUL. All right, now let's take a break to hear from our other podcasts on Podcast Network Asia. Unfiltered, unhinged, raw, and uncut. This is the flavor of Flick Off. In each episode, we will talk praise, praise and smack on films, both local and international. Dishing out a heaping serving of juicy tidbits, insights, and innuendos in between. Our goal is to flip the boat and shake the industry by giving voice to general viewing audiences, skewing the pretenses of academic critic circles. This is Uncle Farouk. Kaila. Dos and is and we are flick off. Powered by Podcast Network Asia and Podmetrics. Let's get to some shout outs on Kumu. All right, all right. 420 pala, episode 420 na pala today. <laughs> we totally forgot. Yeah, we were too busy. We were too busy setting up the Drew McIntyre interview. <laughs> no, I think that, you that just proves na special in 420 para sa atin. Oh. So we got Drew McIntyre on episode 420. 
Yeah, say hey to Kyle who sent us the perfunctory halo halo every week. Thank you, Kyle, for that. Admin Angela shared the, the Kumu stream live on his Kumu account. Thundermania26 just followed us. Thank you for the follow, man. Uh, saying hey to the people who are recently joining us just now. Michael Casalio 2019, Ansel Mitch, Connie0610, uh, Kema Delantar, uh, user 070 and De La Rise. Uh, thank you guys for joining us tonight on Kumu. Later on, as we mentioned, we will be uh, showing you our interview with former WWE champion and Royal Rumble winner Drew McIntyre. Right. Uh, what's up to Kyle, to Boswaki, and to Andre celebrating episode number 420 for obvious reasons. Yeah, uh, it would have been nice if we would have gotten RVD or Matt Riddle for an episode like this. But, you know, we're not complaining that we had Drew McIntyre on the podcast. So there's that. Okay, on to some WWE stuff. Let's start outside the ring. Uh, really unfortunate news coming out this week. It was reported by TMZ that uh, Jimmy Uso had been arrested for a DUI again. And the first thing I saw on social media was people just clowning Jimmy Uso, which I felt na sobrang unfair uh, because clearly the guy needs help. Like, instead of clowning the guy, please get him some help. Yeah, that's true. Um, at this point, uh, if that happens after how many times, after how many incidents, public incidents, there has to be something wrong here. Um, it's easy to clown him because it's easy to make fun of a guy who is going through some stuff. But yun nga, may mali nangyayari. And I think um, going for the rumors that I've read, at this point, WWE is disappointed but also really, really concerned right now because um, they are now considering stepping in. Not necessarily firing him because I don't think or they don't think firing him might be the answer to his to whatever problem he's trying to drink away. So, Yun, um, I think this is the time to get some help, especially if you're willing to get plastered like that and ruin something good that you're going through right now with the head of the table. Yeah, sayang kasi ang ganda na ng buwelo niya with the whole family travel chief storyline that he's in, di ba? Tapos magkakalat siya. So, uh, I, I, on one hand, I totally understand where you guys are coming from. But on the other, parang kailangan mo na din, din sabihin kay Jimmy na, come on bro, you gotta get your crap together. Kasi yeah. sayang eh, sayang yung, sayang yung buwelo niya. So, yeah man, so it's just unfortunate to see. Yeah, um, I, I just hope people on social media will stop it with the jokes or stop saying that, as Jackie points out in the comments, people are saying it's great for kayfabe. No, it's not. It, it's it's not because yeah, I don't I want mean, him to die. If I were Roman, why would it be great for kayfabe? Do, does, does Roman look like look he like he wants to punish, continue punishing Jimmy Uso for not living up to the... No, that's not what the Roman character wants. He wants the Usos to be, you know the representatives of the family, the upstanding representatives of the family. This doesn't help their kayfabe at all. Yeah. We may know about it, how it affects the storyline. We don't know. From Leo Reyes. We actually don't know. This just literally happened over the weekend. So it it might reflect or we might see it uh, devolve into something else. We don't know. I think yung pinaka-importante over the storylines really is Jimmy Uso's health. Uh, Naomi, his wife, obviously, by extension, her health. You know, I hope na everything uh, gets resolved and na ma-prioritize yung safety and health nila. That's all I care about because they're human beings at the end of the day. About that, the rumor is that WWE is going to make a decision regarding Jimmy Uso soon. Siguro, likely by tomorrow, kasi before SmackDown yet. So... 
it doesn't look like he's going to get fired because he is in a high place right now. But for sure, this is going to lead to some form of punishment that may or may not be punitive, but uh, will Sana hopefully get him uh, back on the right track? Yeah, yeah, hopefully, hopefully. Uh, let's go to Raw now. And if you are a wrestling, wrestling podcast patron, then you would have noticed Ro's uh, post Raw review. That was, that was a bit of a tongue twister there. And uh, Ro, you actually like this week's episode. Oh, it's actually pretty good. Uh, it's not like super the best, it's not like peak SmackDown levels, but uh, they're actually trying. It's actually pretty decent. Uh, Shepard, there's still pits, uh, nits to pick, but for the most part, I actually would say that Raw is, or this week's Raw at least, because I haven't seen the past two weeks of Raw, uh, is much better than last week's SmackDown. So that that's saying something, I would say. Yeah, um, I, I agree. Uh, you know what my favorite part of Raw was? Drew versus Jinder. Because oh. it's new. It's new. It's refreshing, right? Um, even though it's a, having Jinder steal Drew's sword, is like, eh, medyo corny. You, you can say that. But to me, the fact that Drew McIntyre is being put in a position that medyo malayo from the WWE Championship and he gets to re, uh, reconnect with Jinder Mahal, their history is actually being acknowledged. It, it's refreshing to me and I like it. Match. You know, it was uh, on Drew's pace, so it wasn't that much of a slog. Saying hey to Patty too, who is uh, agreeing What's with up, my Patty take Chu? on Raw. Uh, thank you, thank you. Yeah, I did kind of call it three weeks ago, only because I read something that that was the plan moving forward. Now it was going to be uh, Jinder versus Drew over the summer. Ikaw chino, mapapanod ka na ba ng Raw? Given no, this, I review? actually caught the clips over over the weekend. I did not. I caught some of Jinder and Drew, which was good. I also caught. Some of the women's division, which, okay, I have to admit, I have to change my opinion on Nikki Cross now because I was clowning on this whole superhero idea of Nikki, Nikki Ash, yeah. The, uh, Nikki A.S.H., as she's now known, because she apparently she's almost a superhero, which is which I, which I get, yes. On one hand, I thought at first it was kind of silly, right, to have this near psychopath of a wrestler turn into a superhero. <laughs> the current mental breakdown in a way, right? If you if you really look into it, but as the story evolves and as you learn more about why Nikki Cross uh, decided to do a one eighty on her wrestling persona and her gimmick, it's kind of inspirational and brings a tear to your eye. Cause she wanted to inspire people, right? She didn't want to call herself an actual superhero because that wasn't grounded. She wanted to be almost a superhero. It was at a point where it was just within your fingertips reach. Where kids, if they really wanted to, to could aspire to be her while also still being something greater than an ordinary person. So to me, that was just a great way to, to, to change your character, one, and to inspire a whole generation of youths. That, that end up watching Raw or wrestling. female viewer, like a young female viewer. That's true. Yeah, uh, I think based on what we've been reading, what one of the really good things about this is that reportedly Nikki actually came up with this pitch or this storyline for herself then. So the fact that she wants this character to be her in-ring character and that she's doubled down on it and you know, that there's a bit of support, then I, I say it's a great thing. Let her run with it, see how far she can take it, and then let the chips fall where they may. 
Diba? It's not the first time we've seen a superhero character in WWE. We've had the Hurricane, we had Mighty Molly, we had Rosie, and all of them were successful to varying degrees. So it's not like death sentence that naman to you know put on a superhero mask and a cape. Like I said, That's- people don't want to see the the goofy characters, and I think that they automatically assume that just because it's on Raw and just because it's a WWE, uh, But when you get down to it, um, because it was Nikki's own idea. Uh, I'm willing to give it a chance. I'm willing to be more open-minded about this because at this point, with all the recycling we see on the main roster shows, something new is might as well and uh, might as well get it and see how it goes. It yeah. gives room to the for the roster to grow and explore different avenues to the point that it's not going to be a rehash or a remix from a pay-per-view. Right? You won't see the same five or six matches. Uh, on the same pay-per-views down the road for the raw side of things, at least. Because you you have you're injecting new life into talent. Right? You you have Nikki Cross, you have Dudrop, which is apparently I, I like that storyline now. I totally get what they were trying to do. Right? 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 It makes a lot of sense. That at the end of the day, ang kawawa dito si Eva Marie because <laughs> yeah, she's gonna. I, 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 <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure they're gonna go back to Piper Niven when yeah. at, the, at the climax of this story. No, and then what happens to Eva Marie? You know, does she go back to modeling? Is she gonna <laughs> look for another lackey? I don't know, but I like how they're not treating Piper Niven like a joke, like as as we initially perceived it to be. But I like how they're giving her actual teeth despite being a lackey, which is good. Somewhere, somebody from the raw creative team is like, "Oh, ye of little faith." <laughs> yeah, because everything goes through Vince. So uh, at this point, maybe he does have some hits a little bit at this age. So, so again, yeah, props where it's due. All right, uh, let's talk about the Great American Bash now. Um, I think across the board, people love the Great American Bash. I felt like it was Takeover Light, or probably early editions of Takeover back when it was really just a two-hour episode of NXT. Great show across the board. Uh, we had some status quo uh, changing moments like Io Shirai and Zoe Stark becoming the new women's tag team champions. Tegan Knox, she came back. Um, apparently, she's yung battery na nag charge. What do you guys uh, think about the way that Tegan Knox returned? Uh, I don't think the crowd really knew who she was. So, sorry, I mean, like yeah. I saw them, I saw them sitting on their hands uh, when she came out and when she attacked Candice. Parang okay. Uh, we know who she is, but obviously the uh, CWC crowd who also did not move much for the Hit Row ce- Cypher celebration didn't really care that much about Tegan Knox, And it was a sad thing because they spent all that time trying to build up Tegan Knox. And to be fair, when you have someone as constantly injured as Tegan Knox, uh, you, don't, you can't also blame the crowd for not knowing who she is. Yeah, you, it's, it's hard to root for somebody who's only on TV three months out of the year. Okay, fine, Stan. Okay, good for you, grow a vagina. But <laughs> what I'm trying to say here is Tegan Knox is injured so much that it hurts her. It it hurts her charisma. It hurts her TV appearance. And sayang, because rumors are saying, uh, according to the mga, mga haka online, that she's actually part of the NXT superstars that are to be called up in the draft. So how so you need to know how healthy she actually is before she moves up to the main roster because that's ramping up by a hundred percent, Where people are out doing road shows and weekly shows on, on the daily, 
na parang non-stop na yun eh, di ba? So, how is she going to be able to keep up knowing that what we know about her injury history? Uh, for whatever yeah. it's worth, uh, her rehab has been going well. That's why she uh, returned early or relatively early. So, okay na siguro. But yun, yeah, Chino's right. The house shows are coming back and it doesn't look good, especially if you're gonna try to go back to more than one show a week for your brand. So, sana she holds up. At this point, though, if I were her and then I get injured again, I don't know what that spells for my own career. Because three ACLs, right? I was going to say that. Those are ACL injuries. And if you know your basketball, like two or three ACL injuries, that kills your basketball mm-hmm. career. What more in wrestling where her moveset basically requires her to kick a lot, like Shining Wizard, yung kanyang finisher, right? Right, right. And it's not just in, it's in any sport, literally any sport. If you get an ACL injury more than once, you can kiss that career goodbye. So, sana naman she takes care of herself. She takes better care of herself, I guess. She is a lot healthier than she used to be because she has so much potential. Yeah, minsan bad injury luck din, diba? Like, look at Derrick Rose. Like, I don't think ginusto niya to get injured all that much. Yeah. So, sometimes it's really just horrible injury luck then. So, yeah. you know, you, you can never can tell, diba? Sabi nila. Uh, let's go to Samoa Joe being special guest referee uh, Johnny Gargano and Karrion Cross. that's been announced uh, Ro I know you have a take about the Johnny Gargano character because it's kind of weird for some people that you have this big brooding heel in Karrion Cross defending against this gnat of a heel in Johnny Gargano before I talk about that uh, are we all in agreement that Johnny Gargano is going to be champ again next week yes yes, <laughs> yes! yes! I want this to happen yes no, cross, we're not going to get crossers jokes. Like cross is going to SmackDown. Uh, I, that said, uh, if you were ever wondering why there are two heels in this feud, it's because I think they're doing Johnny Gargano as the 2021-2011 CM Punk. Uh, he's being this annoying dude who the crowd likes. Uh, you know, annoying Nat that the crowd likes. A snarky dude that is, you know, Doing comedy skits and all that stuff. Right. So, must, ano, must beloved, eh. uh, especially when he's standing up against a guy that the crowd didn't really like that much or doesn't really like that much. If you would notice, um, people were booing Cross while cheering Johnny, and they're both technically heels. Yeah, yeah. see, uh, yeah. okay, so, sorry. So, yeah, I just want to say now, it's it, if Johnny Gargano as the leader of the way. Is it's a tweener, Kyle. I, I don't feel like John. Yeah, it does just seem like a tweener then. Yeah, I feel like Car- if if anything, Karen Cross is more the tweener between both of them. So you've seen you've seen them try to make him a face to lesser success, but you it was there, diba? So anyway, back to my point on Johnny Gargano. Johnny Gargano is is the type of character that Smarks root for, and Booking knows that. You know, they know that he's not going over. As a heel, people aren't going to boo him. They try, they may try and make him a bad guy, but it's really hard to boo somebody who is A, a lot smaller than a lot of the roster, and B, who is so beloved by fans. I mean, Johnny Gargano has has a reputation for being the nicest person outside of the ring. And, and despite the, that fact, he still continues to portray this douchebag in. in the w in NXT, right? So that said, at least uh, WWE and NXT are aware enough to know that Johnny Gargano might not be 
this new heel that they've been looking for. But then there's something to work with there. Uh, Ro, you made the comparison to 2011 CM Punk. I actually see this version of Johnny as more like Daniel Bryan uh, post Money in the Bank cash-in. Like when he was um, doing those skits with AJ and then getting into Team Hell No. Like I think we started to kind of not like heel Daniel Bryan because he was being an abuser basically to his girlfriend. So I think the only way that people will dislike this version of Johnny Gargano is if he abuses Candice LeRae. And I don't think anyone wants to see that on TV. Yeah, I don't think they're gonna agree to that either. Because it's true, husband and yeah, wife. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, it's it's too pure a love story. I I, I don't want them to mess with that. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's 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 a bad move, bad luck for them if they end up doing that. Chaka Johnny is naturally funny. That's what people. That's what people love about him. Uh, that's yeah. why the heel turn is entertaining. Yeah, yeah. in a way, it's kind of like Cameron Grimes, lovable loser. Then, like, you want to see him get clowned. It's funny. And and he he sells it really well. So yeah. See, Johnny Gargano is that every man that everybody loves to root for. He also just grew up a wrestling fan. And he grew right. up on and he came up from the indie ranks as an indie darling. People loved him because he was approachable. He wasn't this overbearing six foot tall football player. He was somebody that looks like everyday people. He said that himself in that pre-takeover press conference. He doesn't pass the star test, but the airport test that Vince McMahon is mm. known for. But when it he, when it comes to in-ring capability, that's where he shines. And Sama then yun sa appeal niya. Somebody in the comment section asked us for our thoughts on Adam Cole versus Kyle O'Reilly. Who wants to go Sad. first? Uh, sa Facebook. Sa Facebook. See, Bruce. See. Bruce asked, what do you think of Adam Cole beating Kyle O'Reilly in the main event? All right, I guess I'll start because I, I don't like Adam Cole. But this was much, much better than their unsanctioned match nung uh, TakeOver Stand and Deliver. Because uh, they had the rules of the TV episode. They had to do a rest, a straight-up wrestling match. with the weapons and all of that stuff. So um, this was way more up my alley than the original, the first match. And I wish... This was the first match of their rivalry. I say it was. It made more sense. It made more sense to me, and the drama was realer than it was uh, a couple of months ago. So yeah, yeah, well done. Well worth the main event spot. Igochino. Yeah, no, I like the match. I just don't think Adam Cole deserved the win. Parang, <laughs> uh, Kyle O'Reilly already proved himself in the unsanctioned match, right? and take that away from him in a straight up wrestling match. While good, kind of holds Kyle O'Reilly back, especially if. We are correct in assuming that they're trying to build him as this new top face for NXT. So it hurts him in, in not as much as you think, but it still hurts him. Uh, I'm seeing this comment from uh, Joseph Shella in all caps. What? You don't like Adam Cole? And I just yeah, I reference yung TikTok natin because when Ro posted about his feelings towards Adam Cole, people just came at him with the comments. <laughs> so for the benefit of Joseph and anybody who's hearing this for the first time, why do you not like Adam Cole? Okay, uh, it's simple. Um, if Johnny Gargano doesn't pass the start test, mas is Adam Cole. And to me, um, Adam Cole doesn't feel like a threat. Uh, I don't feel threatened if I were to ever step into the ring with him. He's just going to come at me with his spots. Uh, they're nice to look at. He's good. And he definitely knows his stuff uh, for sure. I'm not taking away his skill at all. But he does not look like a threatening, legitimate wrestler to me. That's it. That's pretty much it, guys. 
Uh, people are comparing him to CM Punk. CM Punk looked way harder than Adam Cole. Pause. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just waiting for for people to pounce in the comment section. That's it. Ilanatatawa lang ako. Okay. Um. Let's let's go to SmackDown. Anything interesting from the blue brand uh, for you guys? Uh. Well, that's about Edge is um good. I yeah, just edge. uh. Yung edge, edge that was interesting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The edge stuff was fun. Yeah. Uh as always, because he is on a whole other level when it comes to his promos. So I like the fact that he referenced the events of uh, WrestleMania, the exact spots in his match uh with Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns. So that was cool. That was a fun promo to do. So uh go watch that stuff. But on the whole, like I mentioned, Yakanina, um SmackDown is now on the raw path. To being uh, super recycled, and uh, they really need the call ups that they're trying out in dark matches more than they realize. What do you think about Edge now just being a babyface just because Shayun Kalabani Roman Reigns? Because when we last saw Edge, he was a heel, but he was terrorizing Daniel Bryan, Roman Reigns, and Jey Uso. I don't think he is a clear cut babyface here. Uh, from what I've seen, he's just really guy who is mad at Roman Reigns and his family. Yeah, ang, ang lang is be, remember how we said that Roman brings up people to his level. That makes a lot of sense for people who like say Jay Uso, diba? Or say Cesaro. Uh, Cesaro, there we go. Right? But if you're Edge and you're already on that kind of level, imagine what it can just do for somebody like Roman Reigns, who's already been wrestling. At the top of his game, right? they are building this money in the bank card so well that it just blows last year's cinematic money in the bank right out of the water. But they are really making up a lot of ground for all that time they didn't get to see fans and they didn't get to do what they wanted to do. It just makes me as a fan a lot more excited for the show. I remember what I wanted to say about SmackDown. Speaking of the Money in the Bank qualifying matches, I don't understand why the qualifying matches are rematches of the matches we've been seeing the entire summer. Parang, oh, this was your only chance to do some different matchups this time around. And you go back. You go back to Kevin Owens versus Sami Zayn. last man standing match. You go back to Apollo versus Big E. What else are you going to go back to? Uh, what else were they going to do? Uh, for this week, <laughs> you've seen it before, and I don't understand why you had to go back to that when you could have done something different. Uh, Otis versus Angelo Dawkins. Yeah. <laughs> I actually have no idea who um, they're going to field for SmackDown because you have Big E and you have Kevin Owens that qualify, na sila, but I don't know uh, who the other two will be. announce. Shinsuke versus Corbin Yatayan. I think it's going to happen this week, this Friday. And one other rematch that I can't remember. Seth, Seth versus Cesaro. Cesaro. Yes. So yeah, yes. Puro rematch nga. You're right. You're right. I actually didn't notice that until you pointed it out. <laughs> so Yun, that, that's, what, that's what you need to know about what they're doing on SmackDown. And why uh, I can tell you that they're do- doing something different on Raw for once. Yeah. Good for Raw, right? We'll take a break. When we come back, we'll, we'll tell you our thoughts on Blair Davenport, FKA B Priestley, and we've got the Q&A with Drew McIntyre. That's all coming up shortly. But first, here's how you can support the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast 
through your online shopping on Shopee this time. Okay, guys, meron ding sale on Shopee na ano, 7-7. So all you got to do to get the same deal uh, to help out the podcast with your online shopping is use our special affiliate link. That is tinyurl.com slash WWPXShopee. tinyurl.com slash WWPXSHOPEE. And again, portions of your purchases will help us on the podcast to do what we do. And now a word from our other podcasts on Podcast Network Asia. Are you a big sports fan? If so, make sure to listen to Off the Record with me, Mix Bustos. Together, we'll get up close and personal with the biggest names in the sports industry. Check it out after listening to this episode. Off the Record is available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and all other major podcast platforms thanks to Podcast Network Asia. Catch you guys on my show. Let's get to some shoutouts over on Kumu. All right, all right. Saying hey to Oscar Miguel 13, who is commenting, uh, who commented Kanina on uh, the Raw Talk, talking about uh, Heath Slater and 3MB. Kyle also wanted uh, Heath Slater to be the special ref between Jinder and Drew. Um, saying hey to Alexa underscore Alexa underscore Kim09, Wiljin Albar, it's Ian Fernandez 20, uh, Iva 36. JR Texan 22. Thank you guys for joining us here on Kumu for the resting talk. We will be uh, having our special interview Q&A session with Drew McIntyre in a bit. All right. Uh, Bruce in the comment section and somebody else uh, earlier than Bruce asked, what are our thoughts on B Priestley signing with NXT UK? So they aired new vignette niya on last week's episode and she's now going by the new ring name Blair Davenport. Ro, <laughs> as somebody who, like me, has been watching NXT UK regularly, what do you think? Uh, I don't feel too hyped about it because I've never really seen a lot of buzz from people about Bea Priestley's work. Um, okay, she is a welcome addition to the NXT UK Women's Division, which is getting low-key deeper and deeper as the months go by. But she's not on the same level hype-wise as her husband. So it's not a... It's not a Sexist or misogynistic thing is just really how I perceive her because uh, people don't talk about Bia Priestley the same way they talk about Will Ospreay. Is it B or Bia? Bia. Uh, it's B. So, so Mrs. Billiam uh, is actually an interesting prospect because I've actually caught a few of her matches online. Um, when Nasha Shimmer shot, did she do Shimmer? She did Shimmer. I she did so. stardom. Stardom, there we go. There we Stardom, go. Yeah. Uh, and uh, when she was in AEW, she was in AEW for a brief yes, moment. Yes. The ba- she is the first. Uh, she's the first AEW to WWE jumpy. And and I will say that she makes for a great heel. In, in from what I remember from her, I I like how they got a heel to go up against Mako Satamura, who is essentially a pure baby face here. So whether or yeah. not that essentially happens down the road, we don't know. The women's roster for NXT UK is getting deeper and deeper. But they got Millie McKenzie from out of yep. nowhere. I didn't expect that. I think it's safe NXT UK for her now that Travis Banks is gone. Right, right, right. So yeah, it's so surprising lang no roster ng NXT UK. And in fact, it makes me want to watch NXT UK right now. So, it's hey, fun. It, it's really yeah. fun. So welcome to the fold. Anybody wants to join the NXT UK bandwagon, we've saved a lot of seats for you. You're yeah. more than welcome to jump on. It's really fun. Super, super fun. Ako sa episodes. I, I caught the last Mako versus Kaylee Ray match where she oh, was really the title. Good. Ang yeah. ganda nun. Right. Yes. Yeah. For sure, for sure. NXT UK now reminds me of NXT from back in the day. 
Oh, totoo like yan. back when I it was a one-hour so. show, the bata super packed. You know, yeah. this is NXT UK now. Um, yeah. I actually had uh, the, a privilege to to catch B Priestley live in uh, Stardom right before the pandemic. So I kind of got Kumbakicha big star in Japan because she really towers over everybody there. I'm not sure how that is compared to the women on NXT UK. I get how she could probably tower over the likes of Zaya Brookside uh, or Millie McKenzie, but um, I'm not sure if she would really tower over a Mako Satomura. Malakiri ni katawan yun ni B Priestley, and uh, she does give off that that really bitchy vibe, like when you see her in person. So I uh, I want to reserve my judgment until after Blair Davenport really makes her NXT UK debut, because I kind of have only, an image of her now. Mako's only five two, guys, so she will oh. be uh, yeah. So she will tower over everyone. A lot of people, are, they're not big girls. Uh, in uh, the biggest girl was Piper Niven. Yeah, and okay. she's now on Doodrop, so... Well, yeah, she's now on Raw, so there's that. Yeah. All right, I think we're ready. I think we're ready for our Drew and A. So no, let's, no. Yeah, speaking of Doodrop, hey. Yeah, hey. let's uh, throw it to our favorite Scottish uh, WWE superstar that in all week long. Here is our Drew and A with the one and only Drew McIntyre. Let's go, babyface producer Nikai. Hi, Drew. Good morning. Hey, bud. How are you? Hey. So I'd like to switch things up a bit because I just started watching your new WWE Network show, Drew and A, and it was such an interesting uh, dive into the world of the paranormal. So can you tell us a little bit more about your experience with the supernatural and what inspired you to start doing a show about it? Uh, I've always had an interest in the paranormal and just a lot of strange stuff, to be honest. The more you learn about me, the more strange you find out I actually am. But uh, my um, Nana, like my mom's mom, uh, was very into the paranormal and used to kind of warn me against it and show me some examples of like glasses moving on their own <laughs> when we're together to prove that it was real and never to mess with it. And my gran, my dad's mother, I would read tea leaves. I always heard the stories about her, like, you know, entertaining her friends as they were younger and grew up. And she stopped doing it eventually because she started kind of seeing her friends' deaths and stuff, and it kind of made her unhappy. So she stopped reading the tea leaves. So that's kind of where it started in me from a young age. I always had such a big interest in it. And uh, I've always traveled around to like haunted places, wherever I can stay, whenever I can feel like that energy shift. That's kind of what it's all about. Like I kind of feel like I know when there's something going on in the area. The hairs in the back of your neck stand up. You can literally change, feel the temperature drop, and it's basically just a shift in energy. And I like putting myself in those different scenarios and feel those shifts in energy. And it's just always been a big fascination of mine. Hi, Drew. Thank you. Uh, taking off from what Chino asked earlier, um, is that uh, the inspiration behind your interviews and your promos now incorporating your storytelling, like when you talk about Scottish mythology and Scottish legends? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, that's a new thing I've been doing recently. I kind of did, I've been challenged more or less like to show my entertaining side, try something a little different. Everybody knows how serious I can be. I can be the badass. I always kind of want to be the champion, represent the title, needs to be represented. But, you know, we're a variety show. We've got a lot of big personalities. And um, some people are going to challenge me, like, hey, teach us a bit of Scottish history and see if you can do it in an entertaining way. And that's what I've been trying to do. And I had a lot of fun this week with the Loch Ness Monster promo and my sword. And I was doing voices and uh, a lot of things that I've never done before. And a lot of my friends and family reached out and said, we just honestly didn't know you had that in you, like that personality. That you're always so serious all the time. So it's kind of fun for me to show those different sides of my personality. You know, Some things, as I mentioned earlier, trying new things, throw things against the wall, see what sticks. 
We're 52 weeks a year, no reruns, no off seasons. We can try new things right now. You know, I'm trying to tell some funny stories and see if it uh, clicks with anybody. So yeah, uh, that's the first half of yung uh, Drew and A namin, uh, Babyface producer Nika is just setting up the second half. Yung takeaway ko doon really quickly while uh, while Babyface producer Nika is setting that up is that Drew McIntyre is trying. So I, I like na siya namin yun and he's, he's uh, trying to mix some stuff up with his promos. So yeah, let's, uh, uh, Rona, kamit ka. Yeah, yeah. So yeah go, 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 Nikai. Hi, Drew. Uh, when I spoke to you last year in uh, a, se- a separate interview, you were in the middle of your first run as WWE champion. And now that uh, you're a two-time former champion, how have your responsibilities changed as a as a leader in the WWE? Um, first of all, nice to talk to you again. Um, second of all, um, I don't know if it's really changed that much since last time we talked. Um, you know, I'm not somebody who... Um, goes out of his way to force his will on anybody. Like, this is the way it is, the way I was taught, and the way you must do it. Unless there's something so glaringly obvious that's affecting the quality of our show and the morale of the locker room, I will not go to somebody. But anybody that comes to me, I'm always there for advice, always there to give them my opinion. And my opinion may not always be the right opinion for them, but it's based on my uh, 20 years in WWE and responsibilities off screen. I just keep asking for more and more. You know, I get lots of opportunities to do um, events like this where I get to do such cool stuff, like speak to uh, media all across the world, speak to our fans all across the world. And that keeps growing and growing. And that's such a cool thing for me, something I always wanted to do. But obviously, you've got to earn that trust. And I've spent the past year trying to build that trust where I get given more opportunities because as much as some of our superstars might see it as work, I see it as fun. So I'm going on here, I'm talking about WWE and I'm talking about myself. What could be more fun? This is literally my life's dream. So I'm living the dream right now. Thanks, Drew. Thank you. Right. So in terms of your tenure in the WWE, we've seen a contingent of Scottish uh, superstars and reporters make their way into the Raw brand. You have Nikki Cross, you have Dewdrop, you have Kevin Patrick, and yourself. So can you tell us what how that makes you feel having fellow Scotsmen on not just the same company, but the same brand? It's insane. I could never have imagined it when I first got signed. Like it was such a huge deal when I got signed. It was a national news. I remember doing the uh, television stations and the newspapers um, before I came to America because they were like, oh my goodness, the first ever Scottish person signed from Scotland is going to WWE. This is such a crazy thing. And it felt like I'd probably be the only one. Like there's the one from Scotland over there. But now, to see other uh, Scottish superstars get the opportunity and superstars all across the world. Like WWE is so represented right now. There's so many different nations. It's unbelievable. It blows my mind, especially when I go to NXT and I see people from just every country across the globe. It's so cool. But to see like Nikki Cross show up, she's from Glasgow where I went to university for four years. And then now with Dewdrop uh, showing up, she's literally from Ayrshire. Uh, I'm from Ayr. She's from 10 minutes from where I grew up. And, the idea that she was watching me when she was younger and was like, I want to do that job. Like there's that Scottish guy. I'm going to do that one day. And I saw an independent scene in ICW, same with Nikki Cross. I could see the talent they had. And I'm glad they got the opportunity to uh, take that talent as far as they have to Monday Night Raw. So there, there you have it. That was our quick Drew and A with Drew McIntyre. Thank you very much once again to Will Sue, Young Pedraza, to Mark, the rest of the Centaur marketing team, as well as Joel from WWE for setting that up, letting all that happen. And Shempre, we also want to give a special shout out to our friends over at TapGo because they've announced that they are now the local distributors of NXT and NXT UK. So you can go catch those shows live here in the Philippines on the TapGo app.
um, I'm really surprised actually. Um, you know, coming off of the interview, now he was able to say ICW. He was able to reference, you know, being uh, in an independent promotion. Uh, nung in interview ko for tap, he did mention it, pero alam mo, broad strokes lang. Ito, like he literally said ICW. I, I would have uh, thought na that's something na medyo no no sa kanila. But I guess mm-hmm. you know, you know, when you're Drew McIntyre, it's fair game. No, I don't uh, think it's I, a no-no because it's on the network. Yeah, there the we ICW go. I was about to yeah. say, ICW has a few shows on the network. Right. Okay, okay. That makes sense. And then, yes, that Piper makes... Niven, I remember seeing Piper Niven in one of them, if I'm not mistaken. So, yeah, it's not that it's not that far of a reach for him. Yeah. Um, you know, of course, Drew McIntyre, a lot of people are calling him the MVP of the pandemic era, not just in our comment section, but even uh, on Twitter. So, yeah, I appreciate it. You know, we got to talk to him and to everybody who's been saying uh hashtag road to batista still manifesting it we really appreciate the support and i'd like to think that all of you guys rallying around the wrestling wrestling podcast indirectly led to this so thank you thank you to everybody it really means a lot that all of us are banding together to make hashtag road to batista happen yeah okay, well, dave to- yeah dave unblock mo na kami. Sige na. <laughs> no, no, be, on that note on that note on that note i can still see batista's tweets using the wrestling wrestling podcast twitter ah, account okay. so mm-hmm. that means release the hashtags and became a block the dave so you didn't yeah release the hashtags guys yeah yeah uh sabini jack labrador sanity undertaker next time that would be great Great. Uh, Admin Angela saying RVD sign up for episode 420. Yeah, we did say that, but uh, guess what? This is episode 420, so no, no, no chance that can happen anymore. But hey, we got Drew McIntyre. We had a Drew and Aiden, but that's still something definitely worth celebrating. So as we wind down here, let's get to our picks of the week. And if you're new to the podcast, this is a segment where we tell you that one match or segment you absolutely have to catch. And we're gonna start with Chino here because I I love his pick. Yeah, my pick goes out to Hitro and their North American Championship Cipher. Um, we all know that hip-hop isn't as well represented in the WWE as, say, rock or, or metal. Right? You have, you have, you, we've had our share of Kid Rocks and Limp Bizkits from the Attitude Era, Chancey Poppy. Right? But and we don't really see a lot of hip-hop. Right? Well, when's the last time we saw somebody rap on uh, pay-per-view. Si Flo Rida pa siguro. Dude, we had Bad Bunny at WrestleMania. Okay, We're having Cardi B at SummerSlam. Are they having Cardi B? Okay. I don't think that's happening. Hindi pa confirmed yun. Hindi pa confirmed. Yeah, okay. So they had Bad Bunny. My bad. Pero the what I'm trying to get at here is apart from John Cena and maybe R-Truth, Wale had a rap battle with the new day in the Usos. <laughs> no, when was that though? Four years ago? Yeah, four years ago. Yeah, four years ago. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Did he uh, even rap? So, he was just a judge, right? Yeah, judge well, he was just a rap. Okay, fine. If you count the song for Biggie, all right, great. But I'm, what I'm saying is, as in, in the world of wrestling, I'm here up serious on hip hop. And I feel like Hit Row takes a step forward in the right direction. For sure. They Agreed. are all legit rappers and they are a heel stable na kinakatakutan, di ba? They have a heater in Top Dollar. They have they have the Ashanti Diodonis. They have a current NXT North American champion and Swerve, di ba? And they can all rap. So, so from si Swerve, I just gotta say, so, so MVP nung Cypher na yun. Di ba? So, parang hindi ka din inexpect yung rhymes niya, yung bars niya for that segment. So, props to him. But I really like how they treated it with respect. Nahindisha a joke time rap battle, and it was an actual performance with, that you felt like you were in a concert or you felt like you were at a gig. So, bang, 
kudos to that to that segment and whoever produced it. Yeah. Sabi ni Alan Lagman, hit row is greater than Rocky Romero. On the it's on the true. mic, yeah, yeah. It's true, yeah, yeah it's true. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I, love agree. The, I love the RPG Vice theme, but it's true. Yeah. <laughs> it's not that hard to beat, guys. I mean, sa bars palang, di ba? Panalo ni hit row over uh, the RPG Vice theme. Okay, uh, my pick of the week is the main event from Road Rager, Young Bucks versus Penta and uh, Eddie Kingston. It was a bite-sized main event by AEW standards, pero na enjoy ko siya. And yung shenanigan sakto lang, like it made sense and it's still very much in theme with what the Elite versus Elite Hunter versus anybody na kalaban nila is, is trying to do right now. So it was a lot of fun. Uh, good main event for Road Rager. Yo, okay, my pick of the week is from uh, Great American Bash. So it was the opening match, tag team title match between MSK and Thatcher and Champa. Always love watching Thatcher and Champa. Champa. So, uh, said they were the perfect guys to take the belt from MSK, which people are booing. So that's super weird. Yeah. Eh, uh, like you said last week, there are no vignettes. So people aren't as attached to MSK. Uh, Glendale in the comments says Hit Row versus Bowel Clan. That would be great. Oh, I would love to book that. Let me call up my that, boy uh, Dizzy Savage. <laughs> Let's, uh, make that happen. I, I, I rather see Hit Row or Swerve at least versus Max Caster. Oh, actually, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that, that would be fire. Yeah, but then I mean, <laughs> hey man, don't count Max Caster out. Like the dropping of freestyle mixtapes every Monday. So that's true. That's true. He can actually right. rap. Max Caster can actually rap. Yes. Yes, he can. All right, so that's it. That's it for this week on the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. We got to thank everybody who's been commenting, everybody who's been viewing, everybody who helped us uh, get the Drew and A going. Shout out to Babyface producer Nikai for uh, really making all the tech stuff work behind the scenes. Uh, Chino, anything coming up on the Class Clown this week? Yes, I am about to record the intro and extra for the episode coming out tomorrow. Wala pa ako mga solo pods because pa ako. But... For, for this week, we're going to talk to Luis Buenaventura, who is one of the first people to turn an artwork into an NFT. And if you don't if you don't know what an NFT is, if you don't know what Bitcoin is, this is the episode for you. Because guys, I don't cryptocurrency. So that's what we're talking about tomorrow on the Class Town Podcast. Find it wherever you get your podcast, Spotify. Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, uh, wherever you get it. Just search for Fast Down with China Liao or on my social media at Chino Supersized. All right. Um, Ro, anything happening for you? Uh, well, I but I just want to get people to follow us on TikTok if you don't uh, follow us yet. If you don't have TikTok, you're kind of missing out. But uh, mostly because we also give real-time or almost real-time takes there. Um, if we're not talking about it on our Patreon or our Discord chat, uh, we're also really doing videos or I'm doing videos there. And uh, we can talk about stuff that's happened in wrestling uh, it, almost in real-time. So go check that out. Uh, Ro mentioned the Patreon If you want to be part of our Money in the Bank watch party We're having it over on Patreon.com Slash Wrestling Wrestling Podcast You can be part of it For as low as 250 pesos a month In fact, um, may kasami yung mga freebies Like the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast face mask And I'm throwing in some old Mr. C t-shirts in there So yun, uh, galing sa akin lang yun um, Which I'm sending to the patrons If you sign up over at Patreon.com Slash Wrestling Wrestling Podcast uh, Go check out my other podcast as well It's called Now Steaming It's a Chinoy podcast podcast 
we dropped an episode today about misogyny in the Chinoy community and it gets pretty real. Uh, we also touched on some issues that we discussed last year during the speaking out controversy. So uh, we, we talk about that there on Now Steaming, a Chinoy podcast. Go download it over on Spotify. Um, Ro mentioned yung TikTok natin at Wrestling to Expod, yun din yung Twitter. Facebook and Instagram, it is at Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. And if you haven't yet, please follow us on Spotify, the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. Every follow goes a long, long way. Individually, it is at Roiswar, at Chino Supersized, and at underscore Stan C. And on that note, we got to bounce. We'll catch you next week for episode number 421. Until then, stay safe, mask up, register to vote, and get your vaccines. Wrestling Wrestling Podcast, episode 420. Done. In the books. Smoke it. Peace. The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything. <laughs>